what? I got a fever. You give me fever. Fever. In the morning. A fever all through the night. Episode 36 of the Dynasty Fever podcast. I'm Brian Ford. You can find me at FFJunkie underscore on Twitter. Well, I'm going to be solo uh, today. Uh, and my normal co-host, uh, Jesse, and I couldn't work things out this week. Um, uh, he was sick on Monday when we were supposed to record. I record Dynasty 365 on Tuesday. I was supposed to do a Twitter spaces on Wednesday. That got canceled. Um, he was on Dynasty Game Night on Thursday and Friday nights. Uh, he does his his Dynasty War Games podcast uh, over on the the Dynasty uh, War Zone YouTube channel. So we just uh, we couldn't make it work out. Uh, Jeff Lambert from Going for Two was going to hop on with me last night Thursday night, uh, but uh, I just you know I was just uh, dead tired uh, as I uh, left work to begin spring break. And I decided I just needed the sleep. So here I am, uh, Friday afternoon, uh, solo uh, with you. And it's probably uh, a good thing I'm solo uh, because uh, we're going to do deep cuts, rookie deep cuts uh, today. Um, I enjoy this a lot more than some other folks. Uh, I, you know, uh, get way too into, you know, my RB23 and, uh, you know, the upside there, uh, if, uh, you know, uh, they get, you know, drafted by a certain team or, or whatever. And, uh, and, and so I think I enjoy this a little more than some other folks and, and really deep cuts is my thing. Um, if you listen to the fantasy and frames, uh, Sunday pregame show, uh, you'll, you'll hear me, you know, uh, make the case why the f- wide receiver ranked 47th for the week, uh, is going to be a thing. And, and of course it's the weekly, uh, Brevin Jordan hype train there, you know, so I, I kind of, uh, kind of at home uh, with, uh, with the deep cuts. So what's a deep cut? These are generally guys that you would take uh, mid-third or later, um, often later. Maybe they're even a, a post-draft priority waiver. Um, you know, quarterbacks, there's not too many deep cuts. We're going we're gonna to get into that. Tight ends, not really too many deep cuts. We're going to get into that. But as far as running backs and wide receivers go, they're generally uh, outside my top 12 uh, and often even outside my, my top 15. So. A bit of a disclaimer, though, you know, we're still uh, working with uh, pre-draft rankings as rookie fever season wears on. It's still uh, pre-draft rankings and they're fun. You know, we get to judge uh, the players mainly on uh, their talent and how we think they would be as dynasty assets. But perhaps this year, more than others, uh, draft capital and landing spot will surely shuffle uh, my rankings at least uh, a bit. Uh, and, you know, one of those supposed deep cuts might be valued highly by an NFL team and the unexpected draft capital could move him up the, the post draft rankings. And, you know, it's no longer a deep cut. It's more of like a, a mid range uh, uh, type of pick or, or like a, you know, uh, a fringe top uh, eight or 10 pick uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, positional rankings and that sort of thing. So. Again, you know, we're playing around here and in some ways just kind of waiting for that, that NFL draft to happen to, to tell us a, a whole lot more information. 
So throughout this podcast, I'm going to refer to my positional rankings for these players. You can find those rankings at fantasyandframes.com. I'm part of the Fantasy and Frames team. Do some writing there, do some podcasting there, and you can go to that website and you can find my uh, rookie rankings. I'm going to talk about projections, about where uh, these players might get drafted. Those projections are courtesy of NFL Mock Draft Database. They compile a lot of mock drafts around uh, the interwebs and and make uh, you know uh, consensus mocks, consensus big boards, and uh, projected round draft. Uh, you know, projected round where where a player is going to get drafted. And so, uh, you know, I, I like them a lot. Shout out to them. And I'm going to refer to uh, a rookie mock uh, when I uh, talk about these players, and that. That is a recent uh, rookie mock I did with the uh, uh, Dynasty War Games crew, um, Jesse and, and Chad and, and Mike, um, and then also a, a few of us uh, DWZers, uh, patrons, uh, were in on that uh, as well. It was a four-round mock, uh, super flex, rookies only. And so, you know, when I say a person was taking 3-7 or whatever, it's, it's in that particular Draft. Now, I'll talk a little bit about, you know, maybe some wrinkles in that draft when I get to certain players. But uh, all right. So that's it for the uh, front loading of information, disclaimers and uh, (laughs) and glossary of terms. So let's start with quarterbacks. As I said, uh, there's really no deep cuts here. I think I barely have 10 or 11 even ranked uh, to begin with. But I do want to talk about Desmond Ritter a little bit. He is rising up the boards, rising up mocks. I saw a beat reporter uh, tweet that uh, he's talked to 13 NFL teams who now have Ritter as a first round grade. I know there are people out there um, who I respect, who like him. Um, Chad Mendoza, Dallas Hyder, my partner, Tyler Heil uh, on 365. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. He's still QB five for me. Uh, I see a guy who, um, has mechanics issues, uh, is pretty inaccurate uh, with the deep ball. Uh, and, you know, it looks like he struggles when the first read isn't there. Yes, he's super athletic. And yes, we're in an era of uh, NFL quarterbacks where, you know, we want that cheat code, Konami code quarterback. But I think this is really an overreaction uh, to his athleticism. And uh, I personally uh, would not draft him Um before uh, other uh, quarterbacks, like like maybe even Sam Howell. Uh, but, you know, I, I could be uh, in the minority very soon on that. So uh, so we'll see. Obviously, you know, what happens in the real NFL draft will will dictate uh, what we do with uh, with Desmond Ritter. Yeah, and real quick on uh, uh, Belly Zappi, um, who I always think of Frank Zappa when I when I see the name. You know, I think a lot of people are kind of keen on him, like, you know, oh, maybe he could be a thing and he's so prolific. And, you know, you know, for, you know, I, nobody's really saying he's going to be in the like draft in the first four or five quarterbacks. But I even think that, you know, the best we can really hope for him is, uh, you know, maybe mid day three uh, goes to a team that develops him into a competent backup. And, you know, maybe somewhere down the road, he gets two weeks to start when someone's injured and he does pretty well. I just, you know, uh, that's kind of how I see uh, Zappi uh, going forward. But again, you never know. And draft capital and landing spot will 
will tell us uh, what we need to know. Okay, so let's now get into the running backs. So I am going to give you uh, non-QB deep cuts. I'm going to give you a total of 25. Yes, there's going to be 10 from running backs, 10 from wide receivers, and five from tight ends. So the first guy I'm going to talk about running backs is uh, Michigan running back Hassan Haskins. He's projected to go in the fourth round. Uh, pretty good size at 6'2", 228. Uh, vision, not a burner, but accelerates well. A pretty good receiver in the limited uh, reps that he did have. Uh, pretty good pass pro, uh, but does need to tweak that a little bit. Uh, he can wear defense down. Uh, he's accustomed to working well in tight spaces. His one year as a lead back, he was very prolific, including, I believe, 20 rushing touchdowns, right? So, uh, you know, may need to have a little less patience in the, in the NFL as it moves quickly. Um, you know, uh, big burst and big speed aren't there, so that's not his forte. It uh, doesn't have much wiggle, you know, and, and guys who are, you know, um, downhill bruisers that don't have much, uh, much agility, you know, they're, they're kind of uh, – uh, a dime a dozen, right? But when I look around at this uh, at this uh, running back class, you know, after the first few, you know, I see a real mixed bag of of, of running backs that could go really either way when uh, when it comes to how they uh, fit into the NFL. Um, I see some bruisers like Haskins. I see some third down backs and 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 receiving backs. You know, um, and. I just think there's, for me, there's this sort of swath of running backs between my RB4 and like, say my RB10 uh, that really, you know, is going to be so dependent on draft capital and, and, and landing spot. But I, I see Haskins as a pretty safe bet compared to some of the other backs around him in my rankings, like a Zamir White, a James Cook, uh, a Damian Pierce. And, and I even like him better than, than Algier. Um, 89.0 uh, rushing grade uh, from PFF in 2021. Um, despite the physicality and the good churn, though, he was pretty low in yards after contact per attempt uh, in the 2022 class. So that's something uh, to look at, too. Uh, we had 19 running backs go in our mock, and he was not chosen. And, and to me, that's strange. I mean, that's like, I don't want to say egregious, because that's a, a bit of a overreaction. You know, but but he's somebody that I, I think should have gone uh, easily when you see uh, guys like Zoneman Knight and Keontae Ingram, uh, you know, Kevin Harris, Abram Smith, J- uh, Jerion Ely being being drafted in, in that draft. I, I don't see how Haskins doesn't go uh, in, in that kind of draft. He's a he's a, somebody who's real solid. And I think I'm going to have a lot of exposure to because it doesn't seem like he's very popular in rookie drafts. I see him as, you know, a pretty solid flex with maybe like a running back to upside, uh, you know, uh, in your in your dynasty roster. Next guy I'm going to talk about is Ty Chandler, uh, my uh, RB13 out of UNC, uh, projected to go in the sixth round. And I, I just don't see it. I, I don't understand that. Uh, you know, 4.3840 at six foot 210. Uh, aggressive, good receiver, pretty good pass pro, uh, has special teams background that will help you stick on a roster. Uh, you know, maybe his play speed could increase a, a little bit in the NFL. Uh, and, you know, he's not very elusive, but 
I, I just see I see a, a well-rounded, solid talent that is getting uh, not enough love. Uh, we're looking at uh, 87.8 uh, rushing grade from PFF in 2021, 11th in yards uh, after contact per attempt uh, for 2022 running backs with 100 or more rushing attempts. He was picked 4.12 in our mock, the 19th running back taken. Again, I can't see him behind guys like Zonovan Knight and Kevin Harris. Uh, I, I think he's, he's being overlooked. I think he's undervalued. Um, and again, you know, when we're talking about deep cuts, we're not talking about, you know, uh, weekly starters who are going to make a big splash. Probably we're looking at, at, at guys who have a chance, guys who, who have upside, who can maybe be solid contributors. Uh, so again, you know, he's got probably solid bench piece flex upside. Uh, but if the draft capital is better than projected, which I, I, I can't see him as a six rounder, but Hey, it is what it is, right? Uh, if the NFL tells you that, then sure. Yeah. Maybe he's even, uh, post draft waivers. Uh, but uh, I don't, I don't see him that way. And, uh, hopefully, uh, the draft capital is better than projected and, uh, and folks will be in on Tyler Chan, uh, Ty Chandler. Uh, next guy is Devonte Price. So uh, I like him a lot. One thing I don't like him for is bringing yet another spelling of Devonte uh, to the NFL. Uh, he's from Florida International, so a small school. He's my RB15 and, and projected for the fifth round. Pretty good size at 6'1", 215, a sub four four forty. Uh, you know, so that's very good speed for his size. Uh, good contact balance, pass protection. Uh, footwork may need some improvement, uh, and he had limited use as a receiver, and he runs upright. So those are sort of the the, the pros and cons there. Uh, you know, he was 18th in elusiveness rating uh, on the 22 running backs, uh, a minimum 100 attempts on, on, on PFF. So you know that's not that's not very it's not bad, especially considering uh, his size. Uh, he was not taken in, in the mock. Uh, a little surprising, but I know his name isn't really uh, well known. Uh, again, he's going to be a, a bench piece with occasional flex. I think if he gets better draft capital than, than the fifth, uh, we could maybe even uh, expect more from, from him uh, in, our, uh, in our dynasty rosters. And here's a guy who I do like he's my RB 16 out of, you know, I guess 30 plus running backs that I've ranked. So, you know, it's not like I have him really low. I just don't seem to like him as much as others. And that's Pierre strong out of South Dakota state. Um, he's projected to go in the fourth round and I, you know, and, and this is where I look at it and I see how is he projected to go two rounds ahead of Ty Chandler? Right. I just, I can't see it. You know, uh, pretty good size at 5'11", 205, sub 440, right? The combine shot him up uh, people's boards, uh, along with the 36 vert and 124 broad. Uh, you know, uh, for his size is, you know, he's got uh, very good speed. Um, he's athletic. He can accelerate. Uh, he's got leg drive that can beat some tackles. Uh, he's aggressive. He's always moving forward and, you know, and, and he's agile. And so all that kind of sounds like, okay, you know, it's a good run. It's a good running back. Right. But then I look at like the knocks on him, the knocks on him are kind of red flaggy for me. Um, first of all, you know, it's the FCS, uh, you know, level of, of competition. Like, and no matter, these are great athletes and some of them will bust through. And Christian Watson is another guy that we're, that we're looking at this year, but you know, 
you have to factor that in when you're thinking about uh, uh, these guys and, and what we see on the field. He doesn't have contact balance. He doesn't have patience. You know, those are or decisiveness. And, and those things are, are pretty important uh, for uh, success at, at the NFL level. Um, you know, uh, he's a good route runner for the most part, but ha- has stiff hands. Uh, and uh, obviously, like like a lot of running backs, he needs to he needs to work on it on his pass pro technique. So, again, a guy I like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you him as a deep cut. Right. Like he is my RB 16. But I'm also kind of saying, like, you know, pump the brakes a little bit uh, on this guy. Um, uh, you know, 18th in the FCS in yards after contact per attempt, which would be 29th uh, in the FBS. You know, again, you know, like he's not great, right? 27th elusiveness in FCS would have been 40th in the FBS among 22, 2022 running backs with 100 or more attempts. Uh, he was taken 3.6 in our mock at RB11. You know, that's not crazy. Mid third, it's a little earlier than I would take him for sure. The person who took him is a big fan. Uh, actually, somebody who we'll probably have on uh, next week as a guest when uh, the gang's back together. Uh, you know, I just uh, I just don't see him as as as, as highly as some others do. Uh, again, you know, he's probably going to be a, a good bench piece with some 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 flex upside and, and maybe even some spike weeks in the right matchup. Right. Next game I'm going to talk about is uh, Jerry on Ely, my RB 17 out of Mississippi projected for the sixth round. I, I think also a little low, uh, not great size at five, eight, one eighty nine or pure speed at four point five two in the 40. But he's got vision, patience long speed. Uh, he's a very good receiver, can line up uh, wide, uh, pretty good pass protection. Uh, he stretches defense as well. Uh, you know, so he's, uh, uh, he's a guy to, to, to look for. That's, you know, he's, he's a deep cut. He's a, he's a guy I like, um, you know, not big enough really to break through many tackles and not fast enough to really beat defenders around the corner. But, you know, I think a guy who, who could be useful and a guy who's uh, uh, being overlooked. However, it, it is important to note that, you know, uh, on the, the quote unquote biggest stage against uh, Alabama, he had a very bad game and was just kind of swallowed up. Uh, but at the same time, uh, more than four yards after contact per attempt, a missed tackle every three rushes, uh, top 10 in PFF breakaway percentage in the 2022 class. Uh, you know, some guy, he, he's got potential. I think, with, you know, given draft capital and landing spot, you know, you, you could be looking at a guy uh, who, who gets enough uh, playing time because of the receiving and pass pro uh, uh, to be useful. Uh, he was taken 4.3 in our mock at RB14. And, you know, I guess that's fine to me, right? I have him at 17. So uh, not, uh, not going to complain uh, really uh, about that. Uh, Again, you know, like a lot of these guys that are projected late, we're looking at a, a good bench piece with uh, flex upside and maybe more if he lands in, in, in the right spot. Uh, last couple guys, you know, are have flaws uh, uh, to look at, but have like they all do. Uh, but, you know, also are, are intriguing for me in, in, in several ways and, and are guys that either, you know, I knew very little about or um 
you know, or, or were guys that I dismissed before I, I, I looked uh, further into them. So I'm going to go quickly through uh, these last few here. Uh, Kennedy Brooks, uh, he's my RB18 from Oklahoma. He is uh, projected as a UDFA. Uh, pretty good size at 5'11", 215, but a 4'5", 940. You know, we're looking at a, at a downhill runner uh, with patience and uh, not very athletic, uh, you know, but at the same time is a good, you know, rusher of the football, which will get you somewhere uh, in the NFL. Uh, he was not taken in our mock. He's probably post-draft waivers, but he's a guy who's climbed my rankings uh, from, I believe he started somewhere at like 24 and, and now he's 19 and, and I'm keeping an eye on Kennedy Brooks. Again, uh, the guest we'll have on next week is a fan. Kante Ingram, I kind of have gone back and forth on him. Some people really poo-poo him. Some people like me think he's a little overlooked and undervalued. Um, he's got like a like an all-purpose back skill set. Uh, I think he's underrated as a receiver. Um, patience, pretty good speed for his size. Uh, he's taken 411 in our mock, uh, which seems to be uh, about right. I think one thing that, that is the, the knock on him is, is his vision. And, you know, that means a lot for, for a running back. So he's not somebody that uh, I'm going to uh, really bump up uh, above where he's at uh, uh, right now. I, I don't think, you know, it would, it would take a, a, a surprise draft capital and, and landing spot uh, to do that. Uh, so maybe, maybe, I don't know, uh, post-draft waivers or, you know, fourth, fifth round, depending on your, your league, uh, you know, and, and a guy that you're kind of saying, okay, he's a stash and, and, and we'll hope for more. I think people are sick of hearing me talk about Rutgers, Isaiah Pacheco uh, projected for the seventh round, pretty good size speed combo, 5'11", uh, uh, 215 and a sub 4440 with good contact balance and, and keeps his feet moving and such. But, you know, again, this is Rutgers football, uh, you know, uh, he kind of seems a little too urgent when he runs and, you know, uh, not very elusive uh, and not very good at breaking tackles. Uh, you know, he was not taken in the mock. No surprise. He probably post draft waivers in your draft if maybe the fifth round, if you have a, a draft that long. And, and you know, uh, and, and we're, we're looking at a taxi stash here. Uh, Abram Smith, uh, a guy who, again, next week's guest likes uh, a little bit more than I do. Uh, you know, powerful runner, 5'11", 221, uh, patient, strong finisher, you know, um, but, you know, kind of lacks really good speed. He seems indecisive. Uh, it was taken at 4.6 in the mock at RB16. You know, I guess at that point, why not? But he was taken ahead of guys I like better. Uh, you know, and, it, and I think for, for this guy, it's really going to depend like many of them on, on draft capital and landing spot. Uh, could be post-draft waivers and a taxi stash. Uh, but, you know, as a pure rusher, I think there's upside there. So if he goes, I don't know, maybe early day three, maybe you're looking at, at something uh, uh, a little more and someone who's, who's rising uh, up the ranks. Uh, and finally, Letty Brown. Sounds like a blues singer, Letty Brown. Uh, West Virginia, he's my RB25, also projected as a UDFA, 5'11", 210. Not very fast, 4.6440. Uh, but a, a guy who's patient, breaks tackles, um, you know, is physical, but, you know, has some issues like uh, spatial awareness, ball security and that sort of thing. So, 
you know, we're looking at a, a guy who's probably post-draft waivers in a taxi stash, and you hope that maybe he gets a path to being like a, a committee back, uh, someone who can who can share time on on a on a running back a committee, and and you know maybe uh, is is useful for you the occasional injury spot starter or something like that. So that's the running backs. That's the uh, the ten running backs that are uh, my deep cuts uh, to review. Uh, they are uh, Hassan Haskins, Ty Chandler, Devonte Price, Pierre Strong, Jerion Ely, Kennedy Brooks. Keontae Ingram, Isaiah Pacheco, Abram Smith, and Letty Brown. Now to the wide receivers. And we've talked about on a couple of uh, podcasts uh, on this podcast, uh, a couple of episodes on this podcast, a couple of episodes on my Dynasty 365 podcast. We're looking at, at a pretty deep class. But for me, I also see that after like the first seven or nine wide receivers, I think there's a lot of guys that could go uh, either way. There's a mixed bag as far as um, – the pros and cons, the, the, you know, the knocks that people have uh, on them, uh, you know, uh, you know, I just, all, they all have like a, a one or two things that are drawbacks that could, you know, uh, spell bad news for them in the league. But yet there's also, you know, they have one or two things that are, you know, pretty good upside that, uh, that indicate there's pretty good upside too. So let's start with uh, Jalen Tolbert. Uh, people are probably sick of hearing me talk about him. Out of Southern Alabama, I have him at wide receiver 11. Uh, he's projected now to go in the third round, which I find encouraging. Uh, you know, going into this process, I, I kind of said I kind of need to see that that day two draft capital to be really as interested in Tolbert uh, as as I want to be. Uh, 6'1", uh, 195 with a with 4.4940. So that's, you know, not bad, especially considering his size. Uh, good hands, but he does have concentration drops, um, separation, especially deep. Uh, but, you know, we're also talking about group five, comp- group of five competition. Uh, and I think some, there's some areas of his game that need to be uh, coached up for, for sure. Um, and and that's, what you, that's what you don't get when you're playing in the group of five is that, you know, sort of elite uh, coaching staff. Uh, good receiving grades on PFF, uh, number seven in, in uh, yards per route run. Uh, taking it 3.7 in our mock, uh, which has him at uh, wide receiver 13 in that mock. I'm not mad at it. That's probably right around where where you want uh, 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 Jalen Tolbert. I have a feeling, though, that he's a little buzzy. And depending on where he goes, he might be a little harder to get at that range after the actual NFL draft. And I think he's going to be the wide receiver three slash flex on your team. Um, and, you know, probably gone by the mid-third uh, of your drafts when this is all said and done. Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati, uh, wide receiver 12, projected for the third round as well. Good size at 6'3", 211, accompanied by a 4.4140, a 40.5 vert, and a 129 broad, all at the combine that shot him up people's boards with that size-speed combo, uh, good hands, uh, good route running, but a limited tree. Uh, you know, he has pretty good play strength, you know, has the ability to maybe be a good blocker. Uh, but again, we're looking at group of five competition, uh, limited tree in the NFL. I think he probably needs to do some tweaks on, on some of his route running and get that coached up. Not a great uh, PFF receiving grade in 2021 at 76.4. Uh, not great in yards per route run at 39th. Uh, he was taken at 3.9 in our mock 
And uh, that would be wide receiver 15. Again, eh, not mad at it. Pretty, pretty good range of, of where you're going to see him. And like uh, Tolbert, you know, wide receiver three and a flex with, uh, with upside for more, maybe even as a, as a starter. Next guy is a guy I haven't talked about much on any of the, the podcast, but, you know, has stayed pretty much around the same range for me as far as rankings go. That's Khalil Shakir uh, out of Boise State, my wide receiver 14. He is now being projected for the third round, and that's very meaningful. Day two draft capital uh, for this guy will, will go a long way. Uh, six foot, I've seen him anywhere from 190 to 195 with uh, 4.4340. So a uh, pretty good speed, especially for, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, his size, although you're not getting too big at that, you know, you're starting to, to, to move down in size there. Uh, he's elusive, he's athletic, uh, he's versatile as far as where he can line up. Uh, he's got uh, good hands, he can get separation against press, you know, pretty good route runner, um, tracks a deep ball well, uh, good yak potential, you know. Again, you're looking at the small school competition, you have to take that into account. He has short arms too, uh, which – you know, when when people look at measurables like that, they say that might not translate well uh, to the NFL. Can probably tweak his route running a little bit uh, and uh, improve how he how he works on on broken plays. But 16th in yards per route run uh, uh, in the 2022 class with 50 or more targets, so that's pretty good. Taking it three eight in our mock wide receiver 14. You know, again, pretty much the right range there. If he gets that day two draft capital, uh, I think he's going to be a, a, a darling uh, and, and maybe overdrafted and maybe a guy that that I don't have uh, the exposure to that I think I'm going to have uh, at the moment. I think he's going to be, you know, a solid bench piece uh, and 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 also be sort of a, a wide receiver three flex maybe eventually and, and certainly has upside for that uh, uh, even in even in, in year one. All right. Uh, next guy is someone I don't usually talk about, uh, largely because I kind of am off receivers of this size. Um, Calvin Austin out of Memphis. He's my wide receiver 16. Uh, he's projected for the third round now. Again, a riser. So that's going to mean something that day two draft capital. <sighs> he's 5'9", 162. Like, I just can't get with that. But, you know, it's easy to get with is 4.32 speed and a 39-inch uh, vert and a 135 broad, uh, you know, uh, elusive. Uh, he's, he's good on special teams, you know, as a punt returner, kick returner that keeps you on rosters, that gets you an opportunity. He's a pretty solid route runner, uh, and he's good in, in scramble situations. Again, you're looking at the group of five competition. You have to take that into account. Limited route tree, uh, you know, physical uh, coverage will derail him because of his size, uh, and he is very easily tackled. So, again, things to take into account when you're calibrating where you want Calvin Austin. He went at 4-1 in our mock at wide receiver 17. That's about right for me. Uh, if he does get uh, mid-day uh, two draft capital, uh, he could probably go uh, sooner than that. I think you're going to see some people fall in love uh, with uh, with the speed and the potential, depending on the landing spot, and you'll see him rise up, and you won't be able to get him in the early fourth. Um, he was 12th in yards per route run among the 2022 class with 50 or more targets. 
and an 84.7 uh, rece- uh, receiving grade for PFF in 2021, which would actually, I think, put him 11th among that group. So, you know, he's got, he's got skill. He's got production. He can do things. You know, I just I, I worry about the size uh, and uh, the limited route tree and the group of five uh, competition. So, you know, what am I seeing with Calvin Austin? Uh, a bench piece, you know, uh, definitely flex upside with some spike weeks. Um, you know, I think he'll be drafted expecting more and, and drafted higher than maybe where I would draft him. So, again, like Pierre Strong, I'm selling you him as a deep cut, but I'm also saying I don't like him as much as some other people do. Danny Gray uh, is a guy who's moving up uh, draft boards, real life draft boards uh, in the NFL, reportedly. Uh, he's my wide receiver, wide receiver 17 out of SMU. They're already projecting him for the fourth round. Uh, six foot 186, 4.3340. Uh, so he's got the speed, he's got hands, he's good at contented, contested catch. He can beat zone, uh, is pretty good at slipping out of press, uh, catch and run ability. Has special teams experience that'll keep him on a roster and get him a chance. Uh, could be uh, more elusive, uh, especially looking at uh, his other, uh, the rest of his athletic profile. Needs to improve his blocking. He has a small wingspan. He needs to be crisper in his route running, uh, and he has focus drops. So, you know, what do we see? Uh, not great PFF uh, receiving grade at seventy-seven point four. But he was graded at uh, 85 plus in all receiving depths in uh, 2021 and was 20th in yards per route run among the 2022 class with 50 or more targets. So not taken in our mock, 17 wide receivers were taken, but uh, not Danny Gray. And, you know, he's my wide receiver 17. So I guess, you know, that's borderline, right? As far as that goes. But when I see guys like uh, Justin Ross and, uh, Bo Melton drafted ahead of him. I'm like, eh, eh I don't dig that. Uh, and so maybe, uh, uh, you know, he's, he could be post-draft waivers, depending on the, the size of your draft. Um, but, you know, I, I think he's going to be buzzy. You know, I think um, it's growing, you know, the buzz around him. So uh, maybe not by the time uh, your rookie draft comes around. We're looking at a solid bench piece uh, with upside for more. Could be a steady flex. Uh, uh, given, uh, uh, you know, if things break right. All right. All right. And then the, the second five, uh, you know, again, I'm going to go through more, uh, a little more quickly uh, compared to uh, the first five, like I did with running backs. Uh, I seem to be the, uh, the, uh, the lone uh, person on Tyquan Thornton uh, Island, wide receiver 18, projected for the fifth round out of Baylor. Uh, he's really skinny, uh, but he's got great speed, 4.2840. Uh, 36.5 vert. Um, you know, he's got good tools. He's a pretty good blocker for his size. Yak, speed, hands. Uh, he needs to tighten up his route running, though. Um, and, you know, strong coverage, physical coverage is going gonna, is gonna to derail him as well as contact. If he's a guy that got day two draft capital, I'd say, yes, he's, I'm, I'm all in. Doesn't look like he's going to get it. Uh, and so we're looking at probably, you know, uh, you know, maybe the fifth round of your draft, if your draft goes that far, otherwise it's, it's post-draft waivers and kind of uh, crossing your fingers for, for that upside playing uh, uh, given the, the right opportunity. 
to maybe be even be like a, a you know a wide receiver three or or flex. Uh, but I would be, feel less confident about that if his draft capital remains where it's projected. Justin Ross, uh, aforementioned wide receiver 19 out of Clemson. He's being projected for the third round, which means, okay, now I have to pay attention. And maybe he climbs up a little bit, uh, all things considered. Uh, 6'4", so good size, athleticism. A uh, good, uh, good route runner um, could be more physical, you know, and, but the story with him is the injuries, right? Uh, he had a, a spinal surgery. He had a, a stress fracture surgery on his foot. Um, you know, it was taken at 312 in our mock. So it's at wide receiver 15. You know, I can't be too mad, but it's probably before uh, I would take him. You know, uh, he's a guy with uh, with upside, you know. Um, he's athletic. He's got good size. He was playing with a bad quarterback in 2021. Who knows, right? This could be a, 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 a steal uh, in the draft. But for now, you know, I'm looking at him as, you know, bench piece uh, with, uh, with upside. Uh, that day two draft capital is going to be big uh, for him. Uh, Velas Jones, in his sixth year uh, in Tennessee with injuries and transfers and COVID, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and uh, transfers in COVID, I don't know about injuries, uh, and will be a 25-year-old rookie. And so that's not really going to put him on people's radars. He's got uh, good speed at 4.31 in his 40 with uh, six foot 200. Uh, really good at special teams as both a returner and a gunner. So that's going to keep you on a roster. He's versatile where he lands uh, and where he lines up and stuff. The NFL probably likes him more than... Um, than we do as the fantasy community. Uh, you're seeing he's projected in the fourth round. You know, um, take a flyer on him, right? Uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe fourth round in your in your rookie draft. Uh, maybe post draft waivers. Uh, you know, I think he's uh, he he'll be a solid bench piece. He's got going to have flex playability uh, if if he hits on that upside for sure. A um, couple more guys, uh, Kevin Austin. He's an interesting guy out of Notre Dame, my wide receiver 21. He's projected for the seventh round. Good size and speed for his size. Uh, had a very productive 2021. He improved uh, throughout uh, 2021. Uh, can play the boundary, uh, can work at the middle. Uh, maybe needs to be more physical. But again, the story with him is like, you know, he missed all of 2019 for violation of team rules. Uh, he's had uh, several other injuries uh, besides that, you know, so he's a gamble, right? I, I think there's something there, though. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I hope he goes above the seventh round in, in the real life draft. But, uh, you know, you're not uh, you're looking at uh, maybe post draft waivers, maybe maybe fifth round of, of your rookie draft and uh, hoping for a path to opportunity. But I think there's a there there. Uh, and then finally, Dontario uh, Drummond out of Mississippi, uh, ranked, uh, uh, projected for the seventh round. His stock has been falling. Uh, 4.6540 isn't going to, you know, uh, get people excited, but uh, he's got stuff, right? He's got some size. He's athletic, uh, contested catch, uh, contact balance, hard to tackle. It just doesn't have that. That speed uh, doesn't wasn't really exposed to tough coverage as far as like press and and one on one battles, uh, et cetera, et cetera. 
Uh, he's a guy who uh, I saw a quote. I saw a quote about him as he possesses untapped potential. So if you're going to take him and say the fifth round of your rookie draft or post draft waivers, you're hoping that that potential gets tapped. Okay, and finally for the mess of tight ends, right? We've got obviously Trey McBride atop the pile. I think, uh, like many folks, uh, Greg, Greg Dulcich is is sort of climbing, and, and he's my uh, tight end too. And then after that, it's kind of like who knows? There's a, there's pluses and minuses for everybody. Uh, I think people are sick of hearing me talk about Jelani Woods out of Virginia. He's my tight end four. He's now being projected for the third round. And when somebody uh, spends day two draft capital on a rookie tight end, you got to pay attention. Six seven two sixty five. 46140 was the fastest for a tight end his his height in years. He is a raw prospect. He definitely needs to work on his blocking and is big enough that people will get low on him, but he's athletic for his size. He's got good hands. Uh 82.8 PFF receiving grade in in 2021. I think he falls uh, in in the fourth round really uh, of your rookie drafts. I took him in the fourth round of our uh rookie mock, I believe. Because uh, I have to stay on brand. Uh, I think he's going to maybe be a, a, a guy who's going to ride your bench for a year, maybe even two. But I think he's going to develop into that, um, you know, good flex option and occasional tight end starter. Uh, you know, there's a couple guys here that are uh, not super athletic, but have good things going for him. Kate Otten, my wide receiver, five projected for the third round. Uh, good hands and a pretty good blocker. Um, good, good, good route runner. And again, projected for the third, as is Jeremy Ruckett, Ruckert, my tight end six, who wasn't even really used that much at Ohio State because they don't really use the tight end. And he's being projected for the third round. And what did we learn last year? At least what did Brian learn last year? When he thought Brevin Jordan was better than Pat Fryermuth, he learned that blocking gets you a chance. It keeps you on the field and, and coaches have faith in you, right? So I'm looking at uh, uh, dudes like Otten and Ruckert and saying, okay, I have to pay attention to the fact that people think they're, they're good blockers and maybe bump them up a bit as opposed to my next guy, uh, my tight end eight out of Maryland, Chig, uh, a.k.a. Chigoziem Okonkwo, uh, who is projected for the sixth round, is athletic for his size, but uh, has you know definitely needs to improve his blocking, has a limited route tree, uh, you know, uh, was not very good when it comes to yards per route run for tight ends with 65 or more targets. Uh, he's going to be your post-draft waivers. He's going to be a, a taxi squad stash. Uh, but I think, you know, if he can get uh, coached up, if he can really uh, channel that athleticism, but also uh, learn some of the other tricks of the trade, uh, like uh, uh, maybe some more routes or, or, or better blocking, you know, I, I, I think he could be a guy where you see in that year three or year four, that, you know, he, he blossoms into something something better. And finally, uh, a guy I talked about on 365 the other night, uh, Grant Castleterra uh, out of SMU, my tight end 10. I've seen uh, people with, uh, with him in their, in their top five. He's projected for the fifth round. He's got an interesting story. Uh, started in Oklahoma, medical retirement due to concussions, transferred to Auburn. The coach left and he said, I'm out of here, uh, and then went to play for SMU. Uh, you know, uh, like like a lot of tight ends, he's big with, you know, not great uh, athleticism, but he is a good receiver with good footwork. Um, you know, he can struggle against tight coverage, but, you know, 
we're talking about, you know, tight ends, right? We're talking about, you know, uh, that after the first three or four, who knows? Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about a, a guy who's probably uh, has going to have his draft capital depressed because of the injury history. Uh, but, you know, I think is no different really than, than say, uh, you know, uh, a Kate Otten or a Jeremy Ruckert or, or even a Charlie Kolar who are, who are projected to go uh, ahead of him. So I think he could be a, a bargain in post-draft waivers where you stash him on your bench and you may even get an occasional flex start out of him. So, uh, oh, I didn't, uh, I didn't review the, the wide receivers for you. Uh, sorry about that. Let me, uh, let me review the receivers. My bad. Uh, that's Jalen Tolbert, Alec Pierce, Khalil Shakir, Calvin Austin, Danny Gray, Tyquan Thornton, Justin Ross, Vilas Jones, Kevin Austin, and Ontario Drummond. And my tight ends were Jadane Woods, Kate Otten, Jeremy Ruckert, uh, and Chagosiem Okonkwo and Grant Castle-Terra. Calcetera. So those are your deep cuts, your big 25 deep cuts, not just the hits, which are uh, something I, I specialize in. And again, this could be an exercise in, in, in absolute futility. Who knows, right? I was getting jazzed about uh, the, uh, the upside of Amir Smith-Marset last year. And a couple guys even had me thinking that uh, uh, Josh Imator Bebe uh, could, could be a thing, right? So, you know, it's rookie fever season. We're having fun. We're saying, listen, you know, it's, uh, if we have a draft of, of, uh, of more than three rounds or if we're looking at post-draft waivers, we have to decide who's the dart throw, you know? And, and for me, uh, you know, with the exception of some of these guys who, are, who I think are better than dart throws, these are guys that I'm probably going to gamble on. Uh, as of now with, uh, with draft capital and landing spot T B D. Okay. So uh, that does it for the deep cuts solo show. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FF junkie underscore. You can find my articles, which more will be coming out soon uh, at fantasy and as well as my dynasty and rookie rankings at that same uh, website. You can also hear me uh, Tuesdays, 830 uh, Eastern live uh, streaming uh, Dynasty 365 as part of the Fantasy and Frames podcast network. And who knows, you know, I pop up here and there. I'm supposed to be on a Twitter spaces. Uh, I'm a groupie for Jesse's uh, Dynasty War Games, which remember, you can follow him at DWZ underscore uh, war games and uh, and and uh, and watch their their YouTube stream of war games uh, Friday nights at, at nine uh, no ten uh, ten p.m. Uh, Eastern on the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel. You can follow this podcast, the one you've been listening to, and hopefully made it all the way to the end on Twitter at Dynasty Fever Pod. So for nobody, just me. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. <laughs>